Welcome to Story for Another Time podcast. Thanks for listening. New episodes posted every Monday. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Story for Another Time podcast. Email us if there's something you think we should talk about or if there's a guest we should have on or if you yourself want to be a guest. Story for Another Time at Gmail. I'm Joe Greenwood. That's my friend John Jacob. How you doing? Hey, everybody. I'm doing great. <laughs> you threw a new one at me, Joe. Didn't know how to handle that. I'm a rookie. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing All right. Great. This is fun. You know, yeah. being a diehard Lutheran, you know you know what kind of started the whole Lutheran church movement, right? Martin Luther. And what did he do? He put the 95 thesis? Yes. So I've often wondered as a good Lutheran, why didn't he just round it up to 100? Well, probably, I mean, 95 is <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> Like, at a certain point in time, you're just nitpicking. You know what I mean? And I don't like hats either. Like, you know. Gotta love old Martin. Great man. Started all this. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Welcome into the podcast. We got a lot of things we got to catch up on, actually. Do we? Yes. Okay. But first, before we get too far, uh, you have been called out by our friend Tammy. Because you have a habit of not listening to this podcast. Tammy, Tammy. Let me tell you about Tammy. Ooh. <laughs> I love Tammy. She's one of my best friends of all time. Uh, and Tammy, I know you know what I'm going to tell about you. You can hear it already. I know you're probably saying it to yourself. Don't go there, John. Well, Tammy <laughs> is a great friend of mine. She was a longtime school parent, school board member, Faithful church member. She's an amazing lady. She was the strictest rule follower I've ever seen. Okay. You know, we had a policy. You got to do this. You got to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what we have out front in front of our sidewalk, Joe? In front of the sidewalk? The Most buildings. Curb? And, and that is also the called a fire lane. Oh, okay. Right in front of the sidewalk mm -hmm. where people are not supposed to park. Well, I have photos of Miss Tammy with a policeman <gasps> unlocking her car in the fire lane because she parked there illegally and then accidentally left her keys in the car. <laughs> and I still have those pictures, Tammy. So if you want to start calling me out, I might uh, have to make those public. Threat of blackmail. <laughs> Although, to be fair, this is your podcast. You got to listen to True. it. True. Well, here's the problem. I don't want anyone feeling sorry for me. So don't, don't, you don't need to cue. <laughs> so yeah, first of all, it's hard for me to find the time to listen to it because I'm always doing something and I don't have the wherewithal to like have a Bluetooth headphone or something when mm -hmm. I'm working on stuff. So I'm a little behind the times there. And secondly, as I was explaining to you before we started, Joe, mm -hmm. and we need to do something about this. What's that? You're the techno wizard on this. I hate, literally hate the sound of my voice. Not so much the timber and tone and pitch. I always sound congested. Do you know what? what? There actually is, is a scientific that? explanation behind yeah. why everyone hates their voice. It's... Because you hear your voice yeah, in my head. as it's coming through your bones, right. so it sounds different. So you're like, that's not what I sound like, is it? And people who know me know I have a probably bigger space in my head for echoing because there's not as much up there. <laughs> I don't know if that's so the case. So it sounds great in my head because it's got all that room to bounce around. 
But Anyhow, I mean, go ahead. I'm I sorry. could put effects on your voice. You know, I, a long time ago, uh, when I first started on 95.5 GLO, and I was doing, what was it, 7 to seven to midnight, 8 to midnight, something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I was just me. I was just Joe Greenwood, you know, just yeah, talking yeah. and telling stories, you know. Well, you know, Black Sabbath started like this and whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, the ratings came out, and people hated me, hated me. What does this young kid know about the history of Black Sabbath? You know, 10, 15 years before he was born. It, well, you got a point. So my program director, that's the boss, the guy that runs the, uh, he came to me and he said, look, we got to do something about this. It's like, don't change a thing, but we got to change your your voice and your name, but still do what you're doing. Do the show the same way. So he said, okay, here's here's the thing. He's a big Caddyshack fan. And in Caddyshack, Chevy Chase, I forget his character's name, his roommate in college was Mitch Cumstein. So he's like, you're going to be uh, Mitch Stein. So we dropped the, yeah. Okay. And, um, <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> and I had to talk like this. It was Mitch Stein on 95.5 GLO. Really? Yeah. We talked about Black Sabbath, 1973. They looked out across the thing, you know, and that's that's wow. why I talked here. Okay. But but then Mitch Stein became kind of popular, so that people wanted Mitch Stein to show up at car dealerships and do remotes. <laughs> and uh, salespeople in radio, they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, we can do that." And I'm like, uh, "Hello, the picture on the website's fake, you know? Like, oh, really? Yeah, like, the whole thing is fake." And they're like, wow. well, just just show up and do the voice. And I'm like, well, yeah, how's that work? Yeah. So uh, after after a few of those, that's when the whole thing came crumbling down. <laughs> but I was like, that's what? amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I talk like that. So go ahead and talk like this for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's kind of freaking me out a little yeah. bit, actually. But no, I yeah, I I need to do a better job listening. I don't get on it right away. I just get distracted by stuff. I don't like listening to myself. Mm. I'm sorry. I'll try to do better. Tammy, seriously, thank you for bringing that to my attention publicly. I will try to do a better (laughs) job listening to our podcast. You know, um, Gary Vaynerchuk. Are you familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk? I've heard the name. Probably from me. Um, Probably. Gary Vaynerchuk is, um, he's a social media, I guess he's a maven. He really started a lot of, the things you use, things you do, the, the thoughts process. Anyway, um, he's very blunt in his inspiration. And one of his things is nobody cares. Work harder. Your uh, problems are not unique. I, Your problems, everybody else has, has to mow the lawn. Everybody else has to, you know, nobody cares. Your problems aren't unique. Do it. I love that. <laughs> Don't make excuses. Yes. Nobody cares about your excuses. Work harder. On my fridge, I have a magnet that says, Nobody cares. Work harder. I like that. And so it's supposed to keep me from opening the fridge and ruining the the workout that I just did. (laughs) But then you're like, Yeah, nobody cares. Work harder. I think I got pudding in there. Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that before, but I like that. Yeah. Nobody cares. Work harder. Sounds pretty much like my dad. Yeah. That's pretty much the lesson I got my whole life, just not so blunt and succinctly. Yeah. His his whole thing is stop buying stuff to impress people you don't like. <laughs> no you know, Stop buying stuff yes. you don't need to impress yes. people you don't like. Exactly. Like, you know, we got a couple stories we got to get to. Really? Yes. One that we, we've left on the line a couple times about you 
in the police lineup. Yeah. You scofflaw. Yes. Let's talk about it. What were you arrested for? What'd you do? So I went to school up in River Forest, Illinois, Concordia University Mm -hmm. in Chicago. It was awesome, awesome school. So one night a young man got arrested in River Forest for breaking and entering. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was about five nine, blonde hair, slender. Believe it or not. (laughs) So they came, the security from our school came up to our floor and said, hey, we need guys of this description. Mm -hmm. Anybody willing to go down and stand in a police lineup? I'm like, heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awesome. Let's do this. So I went um, and the quarterback of our college football team. Yeah. All right. I think there are a couple other guys there from our school, maybe not our floor, but so there are about four of us and this perpetrator. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was not arrested. I just volunteered to be you in this lineup because yeah. I thought it was cool. So here's <laughs> us, these preppy little college boys, mm-hmm. and we're in this room with the one way glass. Right. And and here's this guy, uh hair all messed up, has some Bruises on his face, cuts on his face from the police, you know, probably very gently. Sure, him in. yeah. No shoelaces, you know, shirt <laughs> kind of pulled and all that. So we're supposed to go. So they made it really obvious as to who the uh, the guy was. That's the funny part because yeah. then, and so the lady ID'd our football quarterback as the guy. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, man. So that was hilarious. So here's this guy that just looks the part of this criminal. And she passes him over for this good-looking college quarterback guy. But it was very – it was just kind of cool being in that room and, you know, being in a real lineup, (laughs) a real policeman. And it was just hilarious. You weren't nervous at all she's going to pick you up? Because what happens then? Yeah. Like we said, this guy – it was pretty obvious this was the guy. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, and I – I think we all had in the back of our head, yeah, what if she IDs us? Mm-hmm. Well, the police knew they had the guy. Yeah. And they knew where we came from, so it wasn't too much there. I, I was nervous about being in the room with a criminal, you know, even though we were surrounded by police and you know, four I, other guys. <laughs> you know what we need to talk about? What? Before we shift to some of these other things. We missed last week's with Looch because we were pressed on time. Yeah. What would you bring back? Oh, yeah, I was disappointed about that because i had one i wanted to bring up with him here we should have brought it up you know what here's the deal here's the deal i didn't because the last two podcasts we've recorded i have been starstruck (laughs) by (laughs) our guests and by watching you interact with them and I just didn't even know what to say. And I didn't want to interrupt because what you guys had to talk about was far more important than my silly comments and questions. So that's why. Nah. So, silly comments and questions are important because yeah. that's what's on the mind of okay. people. Okay. Well, so what, what did you want to bring up what, in front of Luciano? What I, would have brought ba- what I would bring back, and I was going to mention with Luciano, I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. Luciano, because <laughs> he's awesome. Great guy. So thank you for bringing those guys in. No worries. Um, Peoria used to be known as a brewery town. Mm-hmm. We had Hiram Walkers. I think we had Pabst. And dear and dear to my heart was Gipps Brewery. Gipps? Gipps. Give me Gipps. Gipps Amberline Ale. 
Never heard of this. Oh, wow. I'll fill you in on that. So I would have been really interested in hearing about Phil's take on the brewery industry in Peoria and filling us in on that because sure. there's a really rich history there. And just, I mean, I miss, I miss it because of the employment. I mean, they employed oh, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. And just, you know, there's just something about the atmosphere of that. Mm-hmm. You know, being a brewery town. Now we got all those craft breweries and microbreweries and stuff like that, yeah. which are great. But the big ones are really cranked out the stuff. I remember every day after he came home from work, my dad poured himself a shot of Hiram's and filled up the rest of the glass with water. And that was his after, after work drink. You know, Hiram Walkers, <laughs> Pabst and Gips. So, yeah. I, I don't remember that. I do know Peoria was a uh, brewery town. In yeah. fact, I thought that in the Heights they opened up the um, the Pabst Room or something like like a little Somewhat. museum yeah, yeah, tasting yeah. type thing. Yeah. Which I think is cool. I think we should have more of that. Yeah, I agree. No, Gibbs, uh, this, this one is close to my heart as family history, mm-hmm. is Gibbs was a brewery from the 1800s in Peoria. Okay. And I don't know. Okay, Joe. How, when were you born? 1980. Okay. Okay. So, did you grow up around, you didn't grow up around Peoria, though. Were you ever? No. We, I mean, mostly in. When did you in, come to Peoria? Uh, in 2001. Okay, you would have missed it then. We used to have this drawbridge in Peoria called the Franklin Street Bridge. Mm-hmm. Okay? And at the foot of the Franklin Street Bridge was this huge building called the Gipps Building. Okay. And we eventually, you know, I was in the family business, Foster Jacob Incorporated, Mm -hmm. electrical contractors, oldest family-owned electrical contractor in central Illinois. Gave a plug out to my brother there. (laughs) Uh, But I worked there for many years as well uh, when I took a little hiatus from teaching, which Mm -hmm. is a story for another time. But we were in the Gipps Brewery building, and it was, I'm not kidding you, this is probably one of the most fascinating buildings you ever would have been in. What is that? Uh, it actually had train tracks going through it. Oh, yeah. Into the building so that when it was operating as a brewery, the trains would come through, stop, dump off the supplies, materials, and take on the beer that was brewed mm-hmm. and haul on out of there. It had a tap room in the basement, which was probably utilized during Prohibition. Nice. Uh, it had a, uh, I forget if it was a painting or a stained glass painting of a scantily clad woman uh, in that tap room that when my family took it over, my aunt made my dad and his brothers get rid of that. Why? That's history. And and it wound up in the former mayor of Morton's house. He took it from them. Is it still there? Who's the... I don't know. A lot of of cool history there. This building was built like a... I mean, it was a fortress. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think when they had to demolish it because... Uh, the Bob Michael Bridge is the one that got built in place of Franklin Street Bridge. And they tore our building down at the same time mm-hmm. to put in the Bob Michael Bridge. Okay. And uh, it was just a fascinating building, fascinating bridge. Uh, going home from work, we had to time it just right because when the ferries would come through and the drawbridge was up, we wouldn't be able to get across to get home. Or we'd have to go over to Murray Baker, which sure. was a real mess that, t- that in, the, in those days. Right. Uh, sometimes there would be a train coming down the tracks that we'd have to wait to get out of our parking lot because this train would be blocking <laughs> it off. So it has a really cool building. I still have the sandstone engraving of the word Gips in my house. Wow. Um, and my brother, one of my brothers has tons and tons of 
cans and bottles mm-hmm. that we found in that building when we were. So what you would bring back is the, Gips Brewery specifically? Oh, Gips for sure, but just the brewing industry. Was in it general. beer? It was beer. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Was it good beer? I don't know. It was in the 1800s. Yeah, I don't know how good it was or not. I mean, I think it went out of business probably like in the 30s. Yeah. Well, a lot of breweries were going out of business so, then. Oh, yeah. 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 So just that whole genre of things I would bring back. It would have been really interesting to hear Phil's take on that stuff. It would have been. We need to have him back. Let's have Phil. He said he had fun. Did he? Yeah, he did. You know who else wants to come back? Who? Scott Witzig. He was fun, too. If you haven't heard these podcasts, by the way, you can go back wherever you're getting your podcast. Just click down below. I'm pointing, but you can't see that. Just click down there. (laughs) The other day, you said you had an idea for a podcast because apparently your wife had said something about one of our podcasts because your wife listens to the podcast. She does a much better job listening to it than I do. Well, hello there, Kim. Thank you. Yes, she's amazing. She is. Wow. You're a really lucky guy. I am. So what did she say about... Well, Saturday... We drove to a place called Hornbaker's Garden in Princeton, Illinois. It's an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah, I got an aunt in Princeton. You do? Yeah. Oh, wow. Does she work at Hornbaker's? Is she a Hornbaker? (laughs) Hornbaker is awesome. (laughs) So I thought, hey, Kim, we have this long drive. How about we listen to the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Since I never do that. Right. And we're listening and we, and, and that's another thing. I just, I'm always so worried about what I've said on the podcast and afraid I'm going to just look like a total idiot um, which you know maybe I do anyway no. but I just thought I was just cracking up at this thing and I'm looking over her as we're driving because I one of us would say something funny yeah, and I would be laughing because it's about the Elkabong <laughs> see look at that that is funny stuff and I just and so and how I wouldn't call Acme to buy a whole bunch of yeah, TNT that was funny. thinking this is good stuff and I'm looking and she's just listening and so I, it finished, and I said, Kim, what did you think? And she said, well, you weren't annoying. <laughs> you weren't annoying. That was the high praise we got <laughs> from Kim. Now, right. when, Appreciate that. When she says you, she meant me, not you. You're right. always engaging and charming. No. For some reason, I don't get it. I tend to annoy my wife. And that kind of a husband's job. Well, yeah, though. 34 years, you think I know. But she said, she made the comment that she, she thought it was very good, but she listens to a lot of podcasts. Okay. And she said so many podcasts turn her off because the host or hosts are annoying. And she said that we're not annoying, Joe. So that's... That's pretty high praise. That's good. And we're off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think not being annoying is the first step on the path to greatness. That is not. Be- <laughs> yeah. See, we just have to take that compliment mm-hmm. and reframe it a little bit, and uh, so we are better than ninety percent of the podcast she's ever listened to. Yes. How how would we do, Kim? Do you have any advice on that for us? How can we be even better than ninety percent? Be maybe by not being annoying. We are. <laughs> I guess she's probably gonna say, "Don't talk about her." <laughs> that would probably be a great, a great first step. So I'm going to talk about Kim right now. Yep. And <laughs> so, yeah, so Saturday I was out working and I see this stick on the driveway mm-hmm. and it's a really curvy little stick. And then I notice it's a snake. Ugh. It wasn't under a pile of leaves. 
So I take it was headed towards a pile of leaves, though. Probably just so it could take. Some, <laughs> yeah. I, it was it was skinnier than this pencil. Mm. All right. Okay. So I take this snake. I think it's just the most adorable thing I've ever seen, and I take it and I take it inside. I said, Kim, look at this. Can I keep it? And I did one of those, showing it to her, mm-hmm. maybe closer to her face than I should have. And she, I've never seen her move so fast. And she was in another room before I even knew what happened. And I thought, yeah, I'm annoying. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. is uh, We used to live in a farmhouse. I lived in a farmhouse. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. And as we were moving out, I found a snakeskin okay. in the basement yeah. near where I kept all my DJ stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, long story short. I bought all new DJ stuff because of a snake skin. Because the snake was clearly inside of those speakers. Okay. That then I load into my vehicle when mm-hmm. I'm driving to a gig, and the snake would then crawl out, crawl under my seat, crawl up my pant leg. Yeah. I was going to get in an accident and die. That is a very logical progression. It's yes, I think that was very well thought. One hundred percent. Yes, I don't see any other scenarios. A plus that B equals happened. C. That, yep. that was no, it. You are right on, brother. <laughs> so how big was the snake skin? I don't, I, medium. I don't know. A medium snake. Okay. <laughs> it was longer than I would like. Was it longer than this pencil? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Was it, it was probably about a quarter around. Oh, yeah. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I said, seriously, everything else stays or I'm going to burn down the house. Oh, I don't blame you. Would have crawled up your pant leg and bit you on the butt. Yep. Although, funny story. <laughs> um, we fir- When I first started this DJ thing, I got some old speakers that I had, and then they were in a shed for a while and whatever, and then I plugged them in. There was a weird noise in there, so I was like, oh, man, i got to take this thing apart. Mm-hmm. So I open it up, and I see a bunch of, like, you know, nesting and bedding. I'm like, man, a mouse or something made something in here. So then I'm like, okay. So I keep pulling my hand in because there's a, there's a hole you get to, you know, so the, the port. I keep pulling my hand, pulling things out, oh. whatever, no big deal. And then I see you eyes. Did that? Yeah, but I see eyes, and then I'm like, what the... And then I hear, oh and I'm my like, gosh. what? It was a possum. Oh, yeah. It was a possum. And They're I was like, okay. little things. So long story short, uh, the, the snake wasn't the first time I had bought all new DJ gear. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm just knowing you and the different phobias that are appearing, mm-hmm. I'm surprised you would stick your hand into a hole. Well, I'm not afraid of anything. mice. <laughs> I'm trying to grasp this concept. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> Get in line, buddy. All kinds of people have made that stop. Which brings me to my next subject. Are you a superstitious, man? Well, yes. You are? What oh, type yeah. of superstitions are oh, you? Oh, I'm, you know, I still don't step on cracks in sidewalks because it might break my mother's back. I, If I spill salt while I'm cooking, I throw some over my shoulder. I'm sure your wife loves that. Or do you get the broom out? And- <laughs> Poor Kim. <laughs> what else? Oh, I will not walk under a ladder. No way. And it's stupid because as a Christian, I know, you know right. these are meaningless. It's just, yeah. you know, kind of, I'll say less superstitious, but more habits. Habits. <laughs> okay. Well, let's break that down because there's something that I read about the other day, a psychological experiment. Okay. I'm ready. I love this. This is fun. That hap- I don't remember when this okay. happened. Um, but so you admit that these superstitions are 
I mean, if you walk under a ladder, nothing's going to happen to you. It's not. No. If you break a mirror, you're not going to have seven years of bad luck or this type of thing, right? No. Yeah, I agree. Would you wear Hitler's sweater? Just plop down here. Hey, I'll give you $1,000. Put this on your body. Would you wear Hitler's sweater? Does it have the Nazi insignia on it? It's Hitler's sweater. Does the the insignia change it? Knowing. No, I don't think I would. Knowing it was Hitler's sweater, mm-hmm. I would not. Why? Because of the man that represents. Same way I wouldn't grow one of those little mustaches. The Charlie Chaplin? Whatever it is. you know, Kind of what you have under your chin. I wouldn't wear that <laughs> on my lip. Um, <laughs> okay. Just because of the representation of what that represented. Even though it's not bad in and of itself. Just right. that it was endorsed by somebody like that. But I think, well, mustache aside, because that's something, you know, semi-permanent, right, right. you're wearing it around. But I'm saying, here, put put this this sweater on. I'll give you a thousand bucks. Just put it on for five minutes. You wouldn't wear it. Oh, for five minutes? Well, I'm not saying go around bucks. and wear it. I probably would, yeah, for a thousand bucks, yeah. You would? As long as I'd be in my office and no one would see me. Okay, so for free then? For free? Yeah, put on Hitler's sweater. Yeah, I guess, you know. So now all of a sudden it's okay. You are all over the road here, man. <laughs> it just be kind of creepy. Is this is a sweater that he wore? He wore. Yeah, I guess. And not in, not in any sort of like this wasn't a sweater that yeah. you know he he you know, killed himself in or not yeah. not any significant let thing. Me, let me rephrase it. I think for a thousand bucks I would probably if for nothing I wouldn't because hmm. why bother? How's that? To prove that you're not afraid of superstitions. Because what's the sweater gonna do? Is this sweater going to somehow in, incarnate you no, with no, evilness? I, no, I think again of just what it represents. Right. I wouldn't think it would it, uh, put anything into me. Hmm. No. It's fascinating. Most people wouldn't. To wear even, it? Yeah, for, even for $1,000, most people wouldn't put it on. They'd be afraid that it would imbue them well, with some of his it, spirit or what? It didn't talk about the reasons why this, this oh, experiment okay. that I But most people are like, yeah, no, uh-uh. I'm not going to wear a Hitler sweater. And you would think that... When you when, logically, when you look at it, it's just a piece of cloth. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So same as you know, if here wear wear my shirt, same thing. Mm-hmm. But it happened to belong to. Yeah. You know. So when you look at it logically, no big deal, you know. And then you throw a money prize on it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Whatever. You know. But most people wouldn't. I don't know if I would either. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And I'm not particularly superstitious, but. I, I do yeah, love yeah. history, but yeah. then, so if it was like, here, wear George Washington's coat, boom, I'm in. I will pay you $1,000. You know what yeah. I mean? That type of thing. Yeah. But I would agree with that. I would do that too. The flip side of that. But again, that's more because of what the man, what, what that coat represents about the man or the man represents about the coat. That's true. So that's why I had the whole dilemma with Hitler. But, you know, I guess money talks with me. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I just wouldn't, I think, you know, I just would not want, I would just want to distance myself from anything about Hitler because of Mm -hmm. what a horrible, awful person he was. Right. George Washington, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I go to his house every year. Yeah, Mount Vernon. Yeah. And I make sure. Now, this. okay, now this is probably maybe along the lines of what you're talking about. I make sure that whenever I go to his house, when I walk up the stairs, I run my hand up the railing. Thinking maybe I'll pick up some of Washington's DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. Uh, not, not thinking DNA, um, but I'm just a history person. So like I'm touching the same thing that 
yeah. to George Washington. Oh, yeah, it just gives me chills. Yeah. And I look out the back on the back patio, the veranda overlooking the Potomac River, and I think mm-hmm. how many meaningful conversations about the start of our country did Washington have sitting right here where I'm at? Gives me chills. That is true. But I always like to kind of think about, and I really wish there was, you know, maybe it wouldn't be interesting to anybody other than me, but like what else happened? That's a podcast. What else happened? And this idea came to me because if you look at a bottle of A1 steak sauce, a1 steak sauce was launched right in the middle of the Civil War. Really? So, yeah. So someone know that. was like, I know slavery. I know brother on brother. I know they're killing each other. But you yeah. know what this nation needs? A steak sauce. <laughs> a steak sauce, yeah. And it worked. You know, and I am thankful for that person. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, like, all really? these great historical things that we remember. But, yeah, what else happened? I did not know it's been around that long. Yeah. Is launched right in the middle of the Civil War. And so, um, like, you, you're saying, you know, all these interesting conversations happen out there, yeah, but yeah, yeah. George Washington also farted out there or something. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm sure he or did. Or told a bad joke, said something silly, said something he regretted. You know, like, all these things we don't we don't think about from great That's greatness. True. That's true. But, like, you know, he may have been sitting there talking about pontificating about how you know, which version of the Constitution we needed, James Madison, or, you know, this type of thing. Or he was just like, ah, you know what? Pfft, yeah. What's your favorite? Bring me it. What's your favorite whiskey? <laughs> yeah, these type of things, you know? That's awesome. <laughs> so with that, we'll see y'all next week. Sounds great.